Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it. If you can, leave us a review. It really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out. Definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters. What's up, y'all? It's Coach Mike here, jumping into another podcast. And before we do, just wanted to say that this podcast, just like every podcast, is brought to you by the Life of a Fighter shop. You can go to lifeofafighter.com forward slash shop. Check out all the awesome programs we have, products, services, all that good stuff. As always, our Fitness Vault and our Pro Coach program are the two most popular. And right now, we're actually starting May 10th. We're going to do our next 28-day challenge live as a group. And you may be saying, hey, that's Mother's Day. That's exactly the point, and that's why I wanted to do it right after Mother's Day dinner and dessert and everything you're having with the family. Um, I want to start up this 28-day challenge, and I'll go into the details with a video I created. So if you guys want to check that out, click the link below. It'll kind of explain a little bit more. Um, but whether you're current client, past client, someone that's done the 28-day challenge or completely new to it, I want to do it all together as a group. We're going to have some great incentives and features and bonuses to really showcase and help support and create some accountability. Now, if you guys are watching on YouTube, you're going to be obviously seeing the, the video workout that goes along with this. Um, I want to start combining these together because the theme of each week, we're going to have a video workout session related to it as long as it's around exercise versus if it's nutrition or something else, I'll have it be a little different visual cue. But if you're listening to this podcast, click on the link below as well. That'll take you over to the YouTube video. I think that would be kind of a benefit to see the workout and plyometrics applied in a, in a real life situation and, and some of the technical side and visual cues to it so that's all the fun kind of housekeeping stuff out of the way let's jump into today's podcast which is talking about plyometrics and again um, looking at plyometrics there's a lot of applications or there's quite a few applications and variations to them what you're going to notice especially if you watch the video that i created in this workout is i kind of combine plyometrics with it's not truly contrast training. When you think of contrast training, there's this switch between you know a high resistance load and a low resistance load. However, this is kind of how I looked at it was a high intensity, low intensity cycle. So because it's body weighted exercise, we're kind of limited to the amount of stimulus that we have. This is something we've talked about in the past as well. But um, we're going to be looking at how to combine body weighted movements with volume repetitions followed by plyometric movements so that you get a nice stimulus for strength and then as well as with the plyometric side you have a nice power application speed application so it's kind of you getting a double bang for your buck here and there's also um, if you guys want to see I got another bonus video for all the fitness nutrition vault and pro coach members I'm actually going to have an even deeper video with bonus uh, footage of more plyometric exercise that I shot and then if you want that you can click on the link that I'll include below in the description that'll take you over to uh, a Google Drive 
file that'll have all the exercises listed out and some breakdowns of sets and reps and applications and all that fun stuff. But again, that's a bonus for the Fitness Nutrition Vault members listening out there. Um, so fun fact, you guys should get on that if you're not already. So again, if you're watching the video you've seen, I've been going through a warm-up. Um, I like to include that warm-up. Again, you don't have to do these specific movements, but whether you're listening or you're watching, a warm-up is huge for any workout. And a cool-down as well. And this is something that, you know, on the Zoom call we were talking about this weekend, um, with participants, the idea of nobody wants to warm up and cool down. We just want to get to the fun exercise stuff. But if you don't properly prepare your body and your systems, A, you're not going to get the most out of your workout. And then B, when you're done, you're not going to recover as well and get the most out of the nutrition you're putting back into your body and all the subsequent benefits following it. And you're just going to really kind of set yourselves up for failure. So that's a huge component you're going to constantly hear me talk about. I talk about almost every time we're talking about training, warming up and cooling down. I'm not going to beat that dead horse. I just wanted to touch on it. So again, looking at plyometrics, um, you know, when you look at kind of like a standard definition, it's looking at um, speed training specifically with explosive jump movements or plyos or plyometric movements associated with speed strength or power and exerting maximal force um, as quickly as possible. But there was really a kind of nice breakdown I liked um, that the Fight Science Institute on Instagram um, started up by a great team of amazing health professionals with Dr. Tony Ricci, uh, Chris Algieri, Dr. Corey Peacock, uh, Phil Derue. Great, great, not just minds, but people in general. And they, they kind of actually shared um, from another account on Instagram at Dan underscore absolute underscore conditioning, um, two plyometric posts that I really like that I was going to kind of refer to here. So what is it? Different from ballistic training, plyometric training involves jumping, hopping, bounding, or skipping and requires rapid reactive contacts with the surface. So let's, let's kind of recap and talk about what that means. So who's that going to apply to? Um, especially athletes, obviously like that's, that's probably going to be a no brainer for a lot of us, but on the other side, beyond just an athlete for a fitness individual that wants to perform at their best, this can be huge. Um, and you may ask why, well, think about it. If you can exert force at a faster speed, you're going to get ultimately a greater stimulus for your muscles. So if it's about your fitness, Especially with muscle mass, you're going to be able to stimulate more muscle. And then in even other training cycles, you'll ultimately be able to get more muscle growth if that's your focus. Or let's say your um, performance and fitness application. Not necessarily an athlete, but you know, you're running a race or you're just one of the, the people that wants to continuously be able to perform and be at their best. This is an important uh, variable to include in your arsenal. So having these, especially with body weighted, you don't necessarily need a tremendous amount of resistance because you can use force. Um, and that's a key variable. So using that body weight training and having high speeds. Now the other side to it is we typically talk about fast plyometrics. There's also slow plyometrics. So generally going to be the first part of a training protocol for athletes or individuals being introduced to plyometrics. So if this is something you're not familiar with, a slower variation to plyometrics can be a great option. Okay. And then also looking at things to consider with programming is your uh, body mass. So body composition, I think too, you know, not just total weight, which is a huge component because if you're 400 pounds and you're doing depth jumps, meaning you're stepping down from a platform and explosively jumping up, i.e. even in the body weight variation showing here that you'll see in a little bit, um, still kind of going through the warm-ups in the video, but you'll see in the coming sets, I do a depth jump variation. We're not stepping down from a platform. We're just lifting a leg up and then 
stepping forward and the second both your feet hit you explosively jump up now we could do this off of a bench you can do this off of a box or any raised platform and the idea here is you're going to be able to create this reactive force but again with this reactive force we have to keep in mind the composition of our body because the greater our mass the greater the potential risk or at least impact of that mass coming down with like a depth jump or anything like that so again we're considering our our body composition and mass we're also considering the training age because a uh, preteen or youth athlete or individual versus a fully mature individual versus even you know we're starting to get towards um uh older adult even going into geriatrics like maybe asking plyometrics i know that sounds crazy even for geriatrics now i'm not saying fast plyometrics where we're doing depth jumps and things like that but looking at variations of speed training can be beneficial so long as it's approved by physician or, or physical therapist things like that and they're kind of in that realm also looking at the requirements of either the sport or the goal we're looking at as well as uh, fatigue factor recovery and what the next 24 hours look like so this is especially for athletes what i really enjoyed about it with uh, why the fight science institute shared it and then looking at you know the difference between slow plyometrics fast plyometrics again we talked about you know slow going to be um, kind of the introduction and predominantly programmed in the general physical preparedness phase of training as well as uh slower kind of um, movements required and you can have a greater uh, contact time with the ground versus those fast, pl fast plyometrics um, usually not just body weight exercises but advanced movements um, that you're going to have to spend some time with your individual preparing them for or they're going to already be somewhat introduced to these in other forms of training and we're going to have a lower um ground contact time so they're trying to react much faster so depth jump is a perfect example of uh, minimal contact time but we can also vary that so that you can increase the amount of contact time you're queuing so again in the video version if you guys are watching this is a perfect example with our depth jump lift the leg boom and then boom the second my feet hit the ground i'm trying to explosively jump now have i just been talking to no one this whole time no okay thought you guys just dipped out on me Whew. So, again, we have this application in mind of difference between slow and fast plyometrics, considering a little bit of who they for, how to apply them. Again, I really want to kind of strongly recommend to you guys, don't just start randomly incorporating plyometrics into your program. Either work with a professional, such as ourselves here at Life of a Fighter, or someone that you trust if it's not us for whatever reason, or at least ask, and then also do your research and prepare your body and start slow. Don't just start jumping 100 miles in because you saw something cool on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or anything like that. Even just because you're listening to this, don't just start injecting it into your program. That's why I specifically put together not just the audio version, but the visual version because this application here doing, um, and what you saw earlier was doing 20 body weighted squats and then following that with three single leg depth jumps or I should say we're starting with a single leg, so one leg's chambered up, step forward, both feet touch the ground, explosively jump up. That's confusing for you because you're listening to the audio. Click on the link below that brings you over to the full visual on YouTube. And with that being said, this is, I think, again, a 
kind of concept where it's not true contrast training, but I look at it as a variation of that because again, the body weighted movements for 20 reps is a lower intensity, even though it's a higher volume. And then it's lower volume on the plyometric side, higher intensity, which again, kind of falls in line with that contrast training concept um, or, or even, you know, it's not really a conjugate method, truly, but if you look at dynamic versus max efforts and the concepts behind that, partially for being able to have the balance between, a, especially the way I th- we, we talked about Phil DeRue in the past, and he's been on the podcast, and looking at how he does it, a condensed conjugate method with you know your dynamic and max efforts for both upper and lower body splits and how they're combined together. So I think that that's kind of a really cool concept and I thought it would be valuable um, for you guys to see. And that's one of the bigger emphasis is knowing what your goals are and how to apply it. So again, start slow. Um, you can even utilize the same movements that I'm going to talk about and that you've seen in the video and that I'm even going to list in that link that you guys can click on below to get to. But you could just take a longer period of time for that reactive concept. So not just depth jumps, but also um, for pogo hops or even upper body variation, explosive moves, explosive push-ups. The faster, the more intense, the ultimately better. And when I say better, I mean it's going to have a bigger impact. However, there's a greater chance or risk of injury and potential uh, failure points and bottlenecks from there. So that's something to be mindful of. And, and kind of backtracking a little bit to other things to consider is, you know, we talk about fatigue and recovery and all these great things. So looking at, because this is a high-intensity movement, how to look ahead for the next 24 hours minimum saying, are you going to have a hard training session? You know, if this is a morning workout that same night, are you going to have a same hard session later that day? Is it going to be an easier session? If you're a martial artist, are you going to be doing grappling, striking or live work? Are you going to be doing another session is basically what to look at. Or the following day, are you going to be doing a plyometric session on a Monday and then Tuesday hitting a super max effort, one rep max kind of day or three, three by five, five by five kind of day for a lifter. Those are where you want to be very mindful of how you period and program it all together and how it works out. And another piece of information that I liked that was also on the Fight Science uh, Instagram page that was um, reposted from uh, Dan underscore absolute underscore conditioning was a little bit more breakdown on how you can incorporate um, your squat strength and speed to figure out what percentage of your one rep max you should be using at what speed. Um, And this goes into, again, where it's not just plyometrics where you're explosively jumping off the ground, but speed at which you're lifting. So again, that dynamic effort, almost like you would look at a conjugate method. And again, I'll I'll link to these posts, or at least I'll provide the images because I thought they were really valuable and and good to know. Um, And then some of the cool things breaking down with the movements and the general rules is uh, bilateral before unilateral. So both limbs before single limbs. So for example, the depth jump, you would do uh, a two-legged variation before a single leg variation or uh, for a push-up you would do a two-arm or two-limb variation before doing a one-arm variation i don't know anyone that's doing one-arm explosive push-ups but just for sakes or argument's sake um, quality over quantity so again doesn't matter don't worry about trying to do 100 reps or 10 reps do three to five but with good quality good effort and then increase your recovery time so instead of taking 30 to 60 seconds at the end of your set you could take 90 seconds to to two minutes to properly recover and be able to utilize good quality for the next set. And then, um, again, strength before power. This I thought was a really good concept and rule to understand. Again, going back to that um, slow plyometric concept before fast plyometric concept. So strength can usually be considered on the slower side before power is associated with speed. 
And then general before specific. So a general movement, general physical preparedness is another term you'll, you'll hear uh, before you get really specific, whether it's sports specific or very, very minute with single limb or uh, regions of the body isolated. So for example, um, let's say we're doing a deadlift. Deadlift can be some of a more general movement before you start going to a single leg Romanian deadlift with an explosive hop at the top. That's a way more complex, way more high-end um, unilateral movement that you have to be very mindful of that could be a higher risk of injury. So that's just the difference in how it can be broken down. Um, and I hope that kind of made sense with you guys. I don't want to spend too much time on it because I know it can be confusing. And here, kind of bringing you back to the video, we're looking at a Bulgarian split squat with an explosive hop at the end. So... This was, I thought, a fun superset I really liked. And I, I, again, a lot of this I pulled from Acceleration Sports Training in Deer Park, New York. And shout out to the team there. They introduced a lot of concepts to me and the applications of them. And here we're doing um, eight reps of Bulgarian split squats with good hip hinge, good range of motion, knees driving forward. And then after eight reps, immediately following with three explosive options of that split squat. So we're going all the way down, but then we immediately explode up catch yourself and then repeat for two more reps with the right leg forward and the same thing with the left leg forward. Now, with this in mind, there's a lot of variations where you can regress and progress even with this movement. You can not even go into the full split squat and you can just be in a lunge or a split squat position without going down and you can just lift your foot off the ground three to five times without even getting into the full squat of it. Or you could Continue with that, making it a progression, and go all the way down full range of motion, explosively drive, bring your foot off the ground, and then immediately go back into the next rep. Or you can find that middle ground, which is what I was kind of utilizing, which is um, full range of motion on your Bulgarian split squat, explosively drive off the ground, catch yourself, reset, and then go back into the next rep. So again, that's quality over quantity, or at least quality in general. So I thought that was important to kind of keep in mind. And then we're going to kind of finish it up with, I'm fast forwarding just a little bit, um, with the upper body variation from this workout, looking at a plyometric push-up and the regression and progressions we have here. Um, I superset this together, so I ended up doing the, first we did our prisoner squats or bodyweight squats with a, an explosive depth jump variation, just did that together. Then for the next set, after we finished up three rounds of that, went to a combination of Bulgarian split squats of eight repetitions, followed by three explosive Bulgarian split squats, rested, I believe it was 90 seconds, and then went to a push-up for, and then I was doing drop sets here, so starting at 12 reps, and then we did explosive plyometrics, three to five, rest 90 seconds. Second set, you're going to go to 10 reps, and then three to five plyometrics, and then rest another 90 seconds. And then the third set going to, again, eight reps. Oh, we're dropping down one more time again to eight reps, and then follow three to five explosive plyometrics. Now, again, we have a regression standard and progression options for the push-ups. So for the push-up plyometrics, you can do a full push-up, and then at the top, explosively push off the ground, catch yourself, reset, and then do the next push-up. That's kind of the standard for me. And the way I look at it, and then the regression to make it easier is you don't even do the push-up. You just stay in that top plank position, and you just kind of hop your hands off the ground. We call them, uh, you'll 
commonly referred to sometimes as pogo hops from the push-up or grasshopper variations. And then to make it more challenging, the progression is doing a full push-up, explosively jumping off the ground, and then not resetting, but then continuing that movement for whatever uh, repetitions you have, or even going onto a platform. So that's kind of what you saw with the workout, if you guys clicked on the link below as well as I'll kind of add a little bit more bonus breakdown with the, again, added videos, all that fun stuff for the Fitness Nutrition Vault members. You guys will see that later this week, as well as if you click on the um, Google Drive link below, I'll give you, again, details on the workout, on the exercises, and all that fun stuff. I uh, hope you guys appreciate this, and again, be sure to check out that 28-day challenge, y'all. I can't recommend it enough, especially when we do it together as a community and a group. There's a tremendous amount of value, I think, to the accountability side. And also, if you're not in the fitness vault yet or the pro coach program and you want to know about all the benefits, if you join up for the 28-day challenge, I'll give you access to that for uh, the 28 days of that challenge. So it'll be a cool opportunity to see everything. All right, y'all. I appreciate you guys, and I'll check you later. Enjoy the rest of the video, though, you guys. I hope you're rocking out and crushing it.
So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between. Dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it, y'all. See you on the next one.